Good evening, ladies and germs, boys and girls, children and senior citizens all over the world. Welcome to a very special edition of Prime Talk with Rodimus Prime. I'm Rodimus Prime here on this Wednesday, June 10th, 2020, here on this muggy, hot, but yet what was rainy Wednesday. Hope everybody out there is doing pretty damn good. Hope your day is going pretty good. So, uh, on today's show... I'm here to talk about NXT TakeOver in your house, and what could possibly be, what could possibly be the greatest, or should I say, I'm sorry, the worst wrestling pay-per-view ever. In other words, Backlash, WWE Backlash is this Sunday on the WWE Network, where of course they said that Edge and Randy Orton will take place, and it will be, or it could be, the greatest wrestling match ever thank you charlie caruso boy have they just ran that into the ground i really 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 doubt if that's going to be the greatest wrestling match ever considering their last man standing match at wrestlemania and how boring it was and how it just dragged on forever but the point being they are really making this out to be the greatest wrestling match ever but i'll talk more about that later First, we're going to start the show off with NXT TakeOver In Your House from Full Sail, which was this past Sunday on the WWE Network. The main event on the pay-per-view was the triple threat match for the NXT Women's Championship as Charlotte defended against Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. I'll talk more about that at the tail end of the review. But overall, if you were to ask me what I thought about the show, it was a good takeover. It wasn't the best takeover, barring the circumstances. I will say this, and I've said this to a couple people during the week. The one thing that really takes away from the product, the one thing that really drives the product down, uh, is the live crowds. Especially with the takeover shows. Because you've seen shows like TakeOver Respect and TakeOver Brooklyn and stuff like that. War Games. What is the one ingredient... What is the one ingredient that they have that really just puts them over the top? It's the crowd. It's the lar- it's the live crowds. And again, barring the circumstances, they don't have that. Now, I'm not saying that the NXT product sucks because I love NXT personally. I don't know how y'all feel. I know most of y'all like NXT. But this is the one thing that really drives the product down is that they don't have the crowd. So, hopefully, they'll go back to live crowds. Hopefully, they can get back into the arenas. Hopefully, they will build the process up to where they can have a full capacity of people in the audience. So, we shall see within the upcoming months. But, let's start off the show with a six-woman tag team match. It was the HBIC of NXT, Mia Yim, teaming up with... Uh, Tegan Knotts and Shotzi Blackheart as they took on the team of Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Candice LeRae. Now, you've got six women who have beef with one another in some type of way. And this, as far as Tegan Knotts and Dakota Kai are concerned, goes all the way back to war games when Dakota Kai turned her back on Tegan Knotts because she wasn't a part of the war games team. So this has drug on for quite some time. I sort of like this. But um, I thought this was a nice way to start the show off. I thought this was a nice way to uh, open TakeOver. Towards the end of the match, we had Mia Yim and Candice LeRae battling towards the back. They were fighting each other towards the back. 
So, oh, excuse me. So, it came down to the other four women. It came down to uh, Raquel and Dakota versus Tegan and Shotzi. And towards the end, at, and in the end of the match, if I can get my words right, Mia Yim, Shotzi Blackheart, and Tegan Knotts got the victory in 9 minutes, 50 seconds, 2 out of 5. Next, we had Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. This goes all the way back to when the question was, who attacked Finn Balor? The question was lingering for quite some time. Come to find out, it was Damian Priest. Damian Priest, for the last few weeks, has been trying to make a name for himself off the expense of the prince known as Finn Balor. Finn Balor was looking to uh, make an example out of Damian. And I honestly thought this was a good match. This was better than what I expected. Um, if you were to ask me what I rated it, I gave it a three and a half. I thought this was a, uh, I thought this was the sleeper match, if you will, of Takeover. So let's fast forward towards the end of the match where there were some ring steps. The bottom half of the ring steps were laying on the floor, and Damian Priest at one point was going to go for a razor's edge on Finn Balor on the steps. Finn Balor countered it and hit Damian with a forearm, and he hit pretty hard on the steps. It was a loud thud. Uh, but in the end, Finn Balor got the win with the coup de gras. He won with uh, the coup de gras plus one, two, three. Uh, 13 minutes, 7 seconds, 3.5 out of 5. Uh, next, we had the North American Championship on the line as... Yes, we basked in his glory. Keith Lee, the North American champion, took on former champion uh, Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano was looking to make history. He was looking to become the first ever two-time NXT North American champion. He won the championship back in January of last year. You know, I can't even remember when he won the championship. That's sad. That That's sad that Morrow and, the, and Beth Phoenix had to remind me. Because I literally, I remember him being a champion, but I forgot when he won it. Uh, but anyway, this was another good match. Um, if you add this beef with the Mia Yim, Candice LeRae match, you wonder why these two were fighting each other. So, uh, Keith Lee, he's looking to protect his championship and make sure that Johnny Gargano uh, bask in his glory. Johnny is looking to, uh, he's looking to take the title away from Keith Lee and make history. Uh, these two put on a clinic. Just like the last match. These two put on one hell of a clinic. But in the end Keith Lee. He made Johnny bask in his glory. Just like he does everybody else. And he remains your NXT North American champion. In 20 minutes 35 seconds. 3 out of 5. The next match was a last chance backlot brawl. For the NXT championship as Adam Cole Bebe, the leader of the Undisputed Era, the now longest reigning NXT champion of all time, took on the Velveteen Dream. Now, me and War Machine MJ have been going back and forth about TakeOver. He personally does not like it. He thought all the other matches were pretty good except this one. I thought it was decent. Not the best Velveteen Dream match. Not the best Adam Cole match. But I thought it was decent for what it was. Of course, the Undisputed Era got involved. Uh, Bobby Fish and Roger Strong, they got involved to help their brethren out to take down the Velveteen Dream. And for the last few weeks, Dexter Loomis has been getting under the skin of the Undisputed Air. I don't know what it is. I don't know what has triggered Dexter Loomis to get 
involved with the Undisputed Era, but he has tried everything in his power to put a stop to the UE. And truth be told, in my opinion, I'm starting to come around on Dexter Loomis. Yes, I am starting to come around on Dexter Loomis. Uh, during the match, uh, of course, UE pulled up in the car. They helped Adam, you know, try to take down Velveteen. He put the other two members, being Dexter Loomis, in the trunk of a car and drove off. Yes, he drove off with the other two members of the Undisputed Era in the trunk. But we continue with the match. Uh, one part of the match is where Adam Cole damn near went through a windshield of a car. And his arms started bleeding everywhere. But uh, Velveteen, you know, he did all he could. But it just wasn't enough. Because in the end, Adam Cole hit the Panama Sunrise and pinned him 1-2-3. He still remains your NXT champion 365 days plus. Adam Cole is still ruling NXT Bay Bay. Uh, with that being said, 14 minutes, 57 seconds, 2.5 out of 5. Not what I expected. It kind of fell below expectations, but I thought, me personally, it was a decent match at best. Next, we had Karrion Cross making his NXT TakeOver debut against Tommaso Ciampa. You would call him Mr. NXT, the former NXT Tag Team Champion, former NXT Champion. Uh, this, was, this was good. This was a good match. This was a nice debut for Karrion Cross, or for most people like myself, who know him as Killer Cross, but apparently they don't want to use that name. But anyway, point being, this was a good match. Some people would say that this match was a squash. I wouldn't necessarily say that. I wouldn't necessarily say that this is a squash. It was just pure dominance from Karrion Cross against Tommaso Ciampa. Ciampa did all that he could to uh, knock off the six four six foot four Karrion Cross, but it just wasn't enough because he ended up winning. Uh, I will say that Karrion and Scarlett had a nice entrance, by the way. I will say that. But uh, 6 minutes, 13 seconds, Karrion Cross got the job done in easy fashion against Tommaso Ciampa. At first, I gave this a 3, but I felt like I was reaching there, so I'm just going to bump it down to a 2. So this match gets a 2 out of 5. And in the main event, of course, the triple threat match for the NXT Women's Championship as the champion Charlotte Flair took on Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley. Now, I, like everybody else, still say, and I like Charlotte personally. I'm not on the Charlotte, oh, you know, F Charlotte bandwagon. I like Charlotte, but, you know, just the way she's being booked is kind of annoying. But who am I to say? I still feel like she shouldn't have won at WrestleMania. Yes, Rhea Ripley should have gone into this pay-per-view as the champion. She's looking to become two-time champion again. Io Shirai, I felt like it was her time. I felt like she needed to win this belt more than any other woman in this match. More than Charlotte, somewhat more than Rhea. But definitely she needed to have her shine in the spotlight. This turned out to be one hell of a match between all three women for the time that it had. Um... At one point, Io Shirai dove off the house. She dove off the set. Uh, sad part about this show is no one won a house. So, so, so much for that. But anyway, um, like I said, all three girls, they put on one hell of a show. In the end, uh, Charlotte Flair had the figure four, I believe. She was trying to go for the figure eight on Rhea until uh, Io hit a moonsault or something like that on Rhea. She broke up the figure four. 
Yeah, I think it was the figure four. And she got the one, two, three. She pinned Rhea Ripley. She did not pin the champion. Now, in matches like this, of course, the champion does not have to be pinned or submitted to lose the championship. But Io Shirai, nonetheless, got the victory. She is your new NXT Women's Champion. And I saw a photo as they were showing all the the Japanese wrestlers who were champions. You got Hikaru Shida, the Women's Champion in AEW. You got Asuka, the Women's Champion on Monday Night Raw. And now Io Shirai, the NXT Women's Champion on NXT. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty damn cool. Anyway, 17 minutes, 36 seconds. I gave it a 4. Definitely well-deserved. A very good match, in my opinion. Um, the best women's match of the year? Not so much. I'm not sure about that. But for the most part, I I did enjoy this main event. I did enjoy this match. Definitely what I expected. A superstar match in overall range. Superstars in the night go to... Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Keith Lee, Johnny Gargano, Karrion Cross, and Io Shirai. Again, congratulations on being the new champion. Matches of the night go to Balor versus Priest, Lee versus Gargano, and Flair versus Ripley versus Io Shirai. The triple threat match uh, from Takeover. Overall, I gave this a two and a half. Uh, good Takeover show, but again, the main ingredient for NXT is that damn crowd. That's the one ingredient, the one key factor that drives NXT. Now, let's talk about Backlash. Backlash this Sunday is on the WWE Network. Uh, the last I checked, it was seven matches on this card. They might add a pre-show here and there. They might add a pre-show match here and there, but who knows. But for right now, let's go ahead and talk about it. Uh, the WWE United States Championship is on the line as Apollo Crews. Uh, will defend against former champion Andrade, who won a triple threat match against Angel Garza and Kevin Owens to determine who would face Apollo this Sunday. Um, I like the run that they're giving Apollo Crews. If this is his one and only title in WWE, I like it. Andrade, he had a nice run. In my opinion, he should have lost the belt earlier than he did, or he should have lost the belt sooner than he did. Sorry. But for the most part, he had a decent run. I think these two can put on a decent match. I'm going to go with Apollo Crews. I don't think it's time to take the belt off him just yet. Next, we will have a triple threat tag team match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships as Sasha Banks and Bayley. The new champions will take on the Iconics and the former champions Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Now, I will say this. I watched part of WWE backstage last night as of this recording, um, and I saw where um, Paige and uh, Ember Moon, I wanted to call her something else, they were talking about the state of the Women's Tag Team Championships. Now, I will say this, they need more teams. They need more teams besides the usual three, uh, well, four, depending on if you count the Kabuki Warriors, but... This really, in my opinion, is not helping either team. It's not helping neither team. Because if you look at the, the, the championships, you look at the title reign, Sasha and Bailey, the Iconics, uh, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss, the Kabuki Warriors, only four teams have won those titles. Why can't they develop other teams? Aren't these belts, are, aren't these belts supposed to be defended on all three brands? Last I checked, didn't Sasha and Bailey say that? 
They were supposed to be defended on all three brands. They've defended them once on NXT, but since then, who they defended? Who who have? What team has fought for those championships on NXT? That's my question. I mean, this match will be okay, decent at best. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, if you would ask me who I'm picking, I'm picking Sasha and Bailey. They just won those belts back. I don't. I don't see them. I don't see them losing the championships. Next, we have Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. Jeff Hardy is on this uh, comeback tour, if you will, and Sheamus is looking to uh, be the roadblock to uh, this comeback tour that Jeff Hardy is on. Jeff Hardy, if I'm not mistaken, beat Sheamus in the Intercontinental Championship Tournament, and Sheamus did not like that. So he's looking to get revenge on Jeff. Jeff is still looking to have that momentum going into Backlash and even post-Backlash. But I'm going to go Jeff Hardy. I think he'll find a way to get it done. I still think he has Sheamus' number. I think Sheamus eventually will get a win against Jeff. But for right now, I'm picking Jeff Hardy. The Raw Women's Championship is on the line as Asuka will defend against Nia Jax. I mean, I'm not going to say much. I'm picking Asuka. Of course, we see that Charlotte Flair is now in the mix. So apparently she's going to face whoever the champion is after Backlash. I'm picking Asuka. I mean, do I even need to say more? Seriously? Uh, the WWE Championship is on the line as Drew McIntyre will take on Bobby Lashley. Honestly, I'm looking forward to this. I, I really think they've done a good job building this up. I really think they've done a good job as far as me trying to take Bobby Lashley serious again by aligning him with MVP. No disrespect to Lana, but that just really drug him down. Drew McIntyre since WrestleMania has been excellent. I really like what they're doing with him as far as champion, as far as leading to the championship, even going back to the Royal Rumble. I think this could be one kick-ass match. That being said... Don't take the belt off Drew McIntyre. Not that I'm saying Lashley can't be champion somewhere down the line, but Drew McIntyre is my pick. This dude, he's already on he's he's on a momentous run right now. That's the word I'm looking for. Next, we have a 2-on-1 handicap match for the Universal Championship as Braun Strowman takes on John Morrison and the Miz. I'm picking Braun Strowman. I really don't care. I really do not care about this. This is so dumb. I'm glad I missed SmackDown on most weeks because this is what they're doing with the Universal Championship. I mean, this is just pure garbage. Braun Strowman. And next, last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, Edge versus Randy Orton as what they call the greatest wrestling match ever. You know, honestly, I will be so glad when they stop saying this. I will be so glad. Because these two have history like no other. I mean, both have been world champion, intercontinental champion. At one point, they formed rated RKO, this and that. But I'm just, I'm just so over this. I don't know how y'all feel, but me personally, I'm, I'm over this. I'm picking Edge. If you'd ask me who I'm picking, I'm picking Edge. So this may go down as not only the worst wrestling match ever, but the worst pay-per-view ever come this Sunday. But I will see how everything turns out because I will be watching just like most of you will. So, yeah, I'm picking Edge in this one. But those are my picks and my review of NST TakeOver in your house and Backlash this Sunday. So, like I said, I will be watching as most of you will. 
You all know the usual plugs. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at It's Rodimus. Three Count Mafia. Three Count Mafia on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, YouTube.com slash Three Count Mafia. You know, keep up with everything that we and I have going on at this particular time. So, yeah. We'll see how Backlash pans out. And I, of course, will have a review of Backlash. Oh, before I go... I see that New Japan is coming back. June 15th, they are bringing back the New Japan Cup. I have printed and filled out my bracket. I will talk about that. Um, I might talk about that on another episode. You know what? Matter of fact, no. I'm not going to talk about it, that on another episode. I'm going to talk about that now. Uh, the winner of the tournament will take on Tetsuya Naito for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship at Dominion next month on June 12th. So I'm going to be looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to to the New Japan Cup. Who do I have winning? I'm going to go Hiromo Takahashi. I think he and Haruki Goto will meet in the finals to face off to see who faces Naito for the championship. So he is my pick. Hiromu Takahashi, uh, Tetsuya Naito in all LIJ affair at Dominion next month. But we'll see how it all shapes out. I could be wrong, but that's just my personal pick. Anyway, this has been Prime Talk with Rodimus Prime. You all have a blessed day. Have a good night. And I will see you guys next time.